Welcome to Do A Blessing CNS Church London's podcast, sharing the good news weekly. We hope you are blessed by today's message. Hallelujah. Amen. I just want to just have a brief, a brief conversation because that time is well spent as we just look on the topic of stewardship, stewards. Now, who is a steward? A steward is somebody that you have kept something in their hands and you expect them to keep it. Or not only keep it, you expect them to make more, make it better, if that makes sense. They ex- you expect you to make it better. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, the Bible says that it says, This then is how you ought to regard us as servant of God, as those entrusted with the mysteries of God as revealed. Now it is required of those who have been given the trust. On that fashion, we say, for those who are for, for a steward to prove himself faithful. So when God gives you something, is expecting you to prove yourself that you are faithful in what he has given you. And as we look at this scripture together, the Bible says, unless Psalm 127, the Bible says, unless the Lord builds a house, the Bible says, the builders build in vain. He said, unless the Lord watches over a city, the Bible says the guards stand in vain. He said it is in vain to rise up early and to, to toil till to, to late for food, for he grants sleep to those who love him. He now said, children are the heritage of, of the Lord, and the offspring is, is a reward for me. Likewise, in, in the hands of a warrior, our children, so our children born in one's like like arrows in the hands of a warrior, our children born in one's youth. So what the Bible is saying here is that one, the child that one has is not yours as it were. It was given to you by God. And the Bible says that like an arrow is in the hands of a warrior. Now, there are a couple of things you need to realize when we begin to say an arrow in the hands of a warrior. When you have an arrow and a warrior, the warrior has to be trained to be able to shoot the arrow. A warrior cannot just shoot an arrow well except that warrior has been trained. So the Bible says, as, so when you see an, a warrior, T-O-D, um, you know, that holds the arrow, he must, the, the warrior has to be trained in such a way, in such a way that, in such a way that the, um, the, 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 the warrior has to be trained 
in such a way that 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 when he shoots the arrow, the arrow meets the target. So that means that, and one thing you need also need to understand around warriors is this: is that the Bible says that you need to realize one thing that as the warrior has the arrow is where the arrow would be, the warrior may not be able to get there. Does that make sense? If I am a warrior, I have an arrow in my hand. If I am going to shoot that arrow, that arrow will get to a place that I may not be able to get to. So what that means is that that is why we are taught and our and uh, we are taught and and we are being told. Sorry, uh, even in the Yoruba culture, they will say that it be, when the parent is praying for the child, they will say that it be t- continue because it is an arrow. Arrow so the, the aim, so when the Bible says the children are like arrows in the hands of the warrior. If a warrior is going to send a message farther away to hit his enemy, he would have to shoot that arrow well. But you know that the way that arrow is shot will determine how far it will go. The warrior is the one that determines which part the the the, the uh, what's it called the arrow will go. So if my enemy is here, I don't shoot here, I face this place. So when the Bible is saying that God has placed arrows in your hand, and it is now your responsibility to shoot it. But the thing is that you cannot shoot well except you are trained. Nobody is born a parent from heaven. Every parent had to learn how to become a parent. And so the, the Bible teaches us for that where we go. The Bible says the, the Bible will say that. Teach your child in the way it should go. That means that shoot the arrow in the direction it will go. And once the arrow leaves your hand, because you have you have shot it in such a way that it will be difficult. That doesn't mean that there will be no challenges, but it will be difficult for that arrow to 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 miss its direction. So the Bible says that train up a child in the way it should go. Please, not what this Bible did not say. This Bible did not say, train up a child in the way you want the child to go. It said, train up a child in the way the child should go. And the Bible says, teaching him to seek God's wisdom and his will for his ability. So that means that your child has an ability. He may be the best in class. It may be this and that. The Bible says, no, you train him how to seek God. 
so that when he's carrying out or he or she is carrying out what they are called to the world to do, they are doing it in line with, the, with God himself. The Bible says, even when he is old, he will not depart from it. You know, and like somebody said, you know, I used to say to people, my dad never sat me down to say, this is how you behave when you're married. Not once. But it is what I saw. At times people want to teach their child one day. And you are believing. I said, no, do, no the, see, the child doesn't hear what you are saying. They hear what they see you do. You know, so my my wife was talking to my sister yesterday. I said, he said, my husband is a small version of your father, of, of your dad. Because when my dad comes around and she sees the way he's behaving, the way he's doing, and things like that. I did not go to any class to say this is how you behave. But it is what I saw. But these days people want to tell somebody what to do. And you are not doing it. So the Bible says that there is a training to be had. And please, you know, even if you are not a mother yet, even if you are not a father yet, because you need training, you must well start your training from now. By the time the child is born, it's too late. Because you, you cannot begin to do what you have not been doing before. <laughs> if you want to do it, you do it for one week. And you forget. At times, you may even forget that a child is somewhere. Like I remember that day, there was a day we were, <laughs> when we were supposed to give birth to our, to, to our first daughter. I was, I was the only one at home with her. So I was hearing, hey, I was like, where is the child? <laughs> She was right before the lines. But you know, you are not you are not used to you're like ah, a child in this house. How? <laughs> you cannot try to say, God help us in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, it is important that you learn how to shoot your arrow well because every child will have his own battle. To face. Judges chapter one, one uh, chapter three, one to two. The Bible says, "These are the nations the Lord left to test all those Israelites who had not experienced war in Canaan." So, what God did was that He was leaving some country. Said, "No, you will not conquer this one yet, because your kids also need to know how to fight their own battles." No matter how prayer warrior a parent is, God will still separate certain things for that children to deal with. Because they too have to learn to build their own altar of prayer so that they can train their own children. So at times you will think that, oh God, but I've been praying. 
Why is it that this child is he's having he's having this same issue? God is separating certain things for them. Because if it is all the time your prayer that answers, by the time they get to their own children, and when something happens, they will say, Ah, mommy, let's call grandma. Grandma will pray for us. And God keeps grandma till 100. Grandma will leave. Then what happens? So the Bible says God decided to leave some battles for them. Some of us may be looking at um, generational issues or delay or whatever the case may be. And things like that. And you feel like, ah, this thing should just come. This thing should just, this thing should just, you know, this thing should be, should be let go totally. And God said, no, 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 it cannot, you will escape. I'll say it's small for your own children. Because they must learn how to fight the battles. So, rather than focusing on yourself to pray all the prayer, learn to begin to train them. Because as far as God is concerned, God is already separating some battles for them. So, the Bible says, the Lord left. God, God was conquering this country. He, he, he conquered this country. He said, no, you this country, I will not conquer yet. There are children who have to learn. So, the Bible says, he did this only to teach warfare to the descendants of Israel who had not previously known battle. So, this so when they left, um, when when they were going past the, there were some children that was not born. So those children they were only born when everything was okay. And the problem God saw was that if a child is born in the place of where everything is okay, they will not understand what, what has happened. That is why you will see any kind of successful rich man that has a business that goes from one generation to another, they will make sure that their children start from the position of a, a receptionist and allow them to go through the ranks. Because they know that the child that they say, ah, oh, I have one billion, you yeah, come and control it. He can control it well, but the day disaster comes, that child will not be able to build because he has never been told before. God grant us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. So, see, when you commit yourself to building your children, God himself separates certain things for you. Abraham is an example. Um, Genesis 18, 18 to 19. The Bible says that. Let's do the next slide. It's not moving again. The Bible says, Abraham will surely become great and a powerful nation. I'm reading Genesis chapter 18, 18 to 19. The Bible says, All the nations of the earth will be blessed through him. Bible says that for I have chosen him and his household after him to keep him in the way, sorry, 
to, uh, I have, for I know, for I have chosen him so that, yeah, thank you. Bible says, for, he said, Abraham will surely become great and a powerful nation. All the nations of the earth will be blessed through him. Why? For, because I have chosen him so that he may direct his children. So God says, the reason why I am blessing Abraham is so that he can teach his children. At times you think that God is fighting certain battles for you because of you. No, it's so that you can teach your children and say, this is what God has done. Does that make sense? God grant us grace in the name of Jesus. God grant us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. So the Bible says, only them, the, 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 um, the chapter 4, verse 9, the Bible says, only be careful to watch yourselves closely so that you do not forget the things your eyes have seen. Do not let them fade away from your heart as long as you live. He said, teach them to your children and to their children after them. Even when you go to Deuteronomy chapter 6, 6 to 7, the Bible says that this commandment I give you today, they are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk to them when you sit at home and when they walk along the road. When, the, when, when, you, when, you, when you lie down and when you get up. He says, the commandment I have given you, teach your children. Why? Because you determine a lot how those students grow up. That is why, you know, the Bible says that in Luke chapter 6, the Bible says in Luke chapter 6 from 39 to 40, the Bible says, he also, he also told them this parable. Can a blind lead the blind? They will both fall into, it, into a pit. The Bible says, a student is not above his teacher, but every, every, everyone who is fully trained will become like his teacher. So that means that a child cannot be more. When, when I say more, now it's not saying that they cannot get more experience, but the the way they are molded is determined by how well the parents is grounded. Because you will see that when God is giving blessings. He doesn't only spend it on one person. He is he's always taught is, is the children ahead. So you will see that when you read, um, you, even when he talks about salvation, when you read Acts chapter 16, verse 30 and 31, the Bible says, Then he brought them out and asked them, Sirs, what must we do? He said, Believe in the Lord Jesus. You will be saved, you and your household. You see that again repeated in Acts chapter 2, verse 38 to 39. He said, Peter replied, Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the, holy, the gift of the Holy Spirit. 
This promise is for you and your children. So, when God is blessed, when God is dealing with a person, he's not dealing with you, he's dealing with the children to come. But he has placed that responsibility in your hands. But the question is that, are you ready to betray yourself? One of the alarming things that is happening now is that in this country, it is not only enough, and I'm not even talking about people who don't know God. I'm talking about in the church. It is not enough that you say, ah, that church is good, they are calling Jesus. You need to understand what they mean by Jesus. Because there are different versions of Jesus out there. See, at times, maybe because of where we are coming from, if you see a church that doesn't raise money, that doesn't um, you know, do all sorts of things, and you think it's okay. But see, from my little experience, it is more dangerous in this country than in Nigeria. Because what, you, what you, are, you are used to looking for in Nigeria, you may not be seeing it here. But you will see good behavior. You will see, I'm talking about the white community now. You will see the good behavior, you will see everything nice, but yet they are training children to go to hell. I was listening to uh, Vice News and they were doing a documentary on a lady. They came, they went, their parents went to a church. The church is in France. White community. They believe that Jesus, they believe that Jesus is, is coming back. So they believe that, you know, because Jesus is coming back, people need to repent. And that is, that is okay. But they now said that, you know, Jesus said that we are not of this world. So they now said that, you know, you need to start to exclude yourself. From the public. Then they now proceeded to be teaching. Then somebody was going in trance and giving them doctrines. And part of the doctrine was that because Paul said, if you sleep with an allot, you are one with the allot. So that means that to be one with God, you must begin to be sleeping together. So in the church, at a particular service session, people will take off their clothes and be sleeping with each other. And they would say, you know, this is how we become one with Jesus. See, there are so many things happening now today. If you are only comfortable with, ah, you know, they are praying there, it's okay. <laughs> See, <laughs> Jesus, it is only possible. You need to start to check the doctrine. At times, my daughter watches some sermons on, she likes to watch some short, short sermons on, on some um, social media kind of stuff and things like that. 
I, I used to say, let us listen to it together. Yes, the man is picking up the Bible, but what he's teaching is totally contrary. If you are not careful, <laughs> under your nose, you will, your children are being indoctrinated. I've dealt, I've dealt with children that have come into all sorts of things. And it's not that they went to a place where Jesus was not called. There was a, a parent that called me one day and said, oh, my child is, oh, my child has found a very new, a, a very wonderful church. It's a white church. A very wonderful church and things and things like that, you know, we want, you know, they're going there and things like that. I said, please, I said, when they come back home, tell her to sit you down and tell you what they report. Why? Because I have followed the teachings in that place and I can perceive there are corrupt things going out of them. Many years later, it became trouble. Because what was taught, the scriptures was not left as plain as possible. Let me just quickly share a couple of things with us before we go. There is this strange domestic. Now, this is Daily Mail, uh, Mail Online, and things like that. Two thirds of teenagers do not believe in God and think reality TV is more important. In this country, when they did a survey, Beckham was more popular than Jesus. When, when they asked children, Beckham was more popular than Jesus. Now, I'm going to read from this article. Do Christians, do, do Christian team really believe in Jesus Christ? I'm just going to just read this. This is a Christian, youth Christian website. And this, I will just go to the next slide, please. He said, my research with more than 800 Christian teenagers show, shows that if Jesus himself walked through the youth room door today, most of his fans in a branded commerce in your group would not recognize him. That means that these are not Teenagers that are not outside the body of Christ. These are the ones that are in, in church. He said that if Jesus walks in, they will not recognize him. Let me just give you a little bit of statistics. It's from, from the same article. He said from a denominational perspective, the, the picture is quite bleak. 83% of Baptist teenagers say that they doubt the basic tenets of the Christian faith. Among the Methodist teenagers, the number jumps to 95. In the Catholic youth groups, almost 99% of them struggle with the basic beliefs about Jesus Christ. If you go to the next slide, he said, the Jesus survey reveals that 31% of, of, of 
Christian teenagers, 31% of them, confidently believe the Bible is trustworthy. You'll be shocked how many teenagers do not believe that this thing is true. And those parents are still at home praying with them. But they are feeding them things. They are feeding them things from outside. I had some little contact with you. When you question them and they tell you what they believe, you will be shocked. No, and one of them was saying to me, no, 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 this is not what they told us in school. They told us in school that this and this and this and this is what it is. Uh, God help us. But at times when you are not training yourself, I'm not talking about prayer alone, training yourself to first of all understand the Bible, your child will come and ask, at times the children don't ask you questions because they know that you would just say, ah, no, 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 but you can't get on here, kill, kill me, sit down, fuck out him or Just say, okay. Do you know why I believe our generation, at least my own generation in Nigeria, didn't have much of that problem? Can you imagine if Jesu Ojibo had um, Facebook dead. Do you know how many people will be following it? The only thing that saved us then is because all the madness that they were doing was in their, in their church. If Guru Maharaj had access to the internet in his days, do you know how many millions of Nigerians will be following him? I'm saying nothing has changed. But what has happened now is that we have something called the internet. Where any mad person will just put camera in front of them and start to talk. That is the reality of what we are facing. And this is not the time where parents would neglect their children from coming. See, at least you can guarantee that where they are being brought to their teachers there who are doing things every day, doing everything within their best to know what is happening out there and know how to teach the children. But if you don't understand that, you don't understand how the conversation is changing. Maybe because God hasn't called you to that area. But at least you'll be able to have a teacher that will say, Mommy, hmm. This thing is what I've discovered. Though. Let us find a way of dealing with it now. May God grant us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. The Bible says that, see, I'm not going to read something about Jesus to us, then we would not have much time. Uh, let's go to uh, Luke. Now, please look at this scripture closely. The Bible says the spirit of the Lord, sorry, Jesus returned to, to Galilee in the power of the spirits, and the news about him spread throughout the countryside. The Bible says he was teaching in their synagogue, everyone, and everyone praised him. 
Now, I've highlighted this part. The Bible says he went to Nazareth where he had been brought up and, uh, and on Sabbath he went into the synagogue as it was his custom. Why would the Bible say where he had been brought up and this was his custom? Because his parents made sure he turned up there. If it was not their responsibility, some people would say that, ah, and I've seen so many lives that have been destroyed in that way. Also, if you pay, will in your money. Only to mama bawi. You now see, you grow up, become a prophet. Tama fagbo. Sorry for those who don't understand. You see, vision. See, can I give you my own little advice? If God speaks and does, does do that, say to you that this child I have given to you is a powerful child and, and the Spirit of God is going to be using him mightily. Please put that to one side and deal with the child like a normal child. Why? Because the Bible says when they came to tell, um, when the, 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 the wise men came to tell the woman, uh, Mary, that this child is going to be, the Bible says she kept all they said in her heart and trained Jesus like any other one. Why? Because when Jesus was preaching at the temple, what did he say? Where are you? And he said, ah, you know, oh, don't worry, the spirit has directed you. He didn't say that the spirit has directed him. I'm begging you by the message of God. There is no spirit child that is raised by spirits. It is human beings that will raise them. May God grant us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. Because I have seen so many children that they give him prophecy. It doesn't, if it turns out to be it, it will turn out to be it in such a way that so the Bible teaches us and the Bible says that he was raised in that way. He was raised in that way. Just quickly go to jump to call of our time, jump to John chapter 8. From verse 53. They were saying to Jesus, they said, Are you greater than our father Abraham? The Bible says he says he died and he did and so did the prophets. Who do you think you are? Jesus replied, if you glorify, if I glorify myself, my glory means nothing. But my father, whom you claim as your God, is the one that glorifies him. Now, though you do not know him, I know him. And if 
if I have if I have said I did not, I would be a liar like you. But but I do know him and obey his word. Now we're just going on. Let's read on first. Now please notice what he said. He said your sorry, we just caught up. We don't know what's going. I think the the sensor is having issues. It says your father Abraham rejoiced at the scene of my day. He saw it and he was glad. Excuse me. Abraham was dead. So how did Abraham see the day of Jesus coming? I tell you that Abraham saw it as, so Abraham was a man that was saying, this is what my great, great, great grandchildren will become. He had seen it. He did not get there, but he saw it. The question is that, do you see a future for your children? When you, when you gather to pray at night, what do you see your great-great-grandchildren becoming? So that when your great-great-grandchildren or my great-grandchildren is standing before God one day, they will say, God will say, that your great-great-great-grandfather saw today. He had prayed that this day will come. And it has come. Where we would end it is this. The Bible says, if anybody lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who will give without reproach. Are you do you lack wisdom in the way to be the best? Maybe you are like me and the first time I you know went we're about to give back to my first my, my, my first daughter. I was thinking, why? Because I know that you I'll be the first man she will ever meet. And I will give her the interpretation of what a man looks like. See, when you go and look at most of the time, when a man marries, he may not say it directly. He may not even know. But you see that the woman he will marry will be more like his mom. Because that is the first woman he knew. They may not be exactly the same. But certain traits you will see will be what will be attracting to that person. Because that is the first woman that he ever knew. You want your wife or your sorry, your, your, your son or your daughter to get meet somebody that is wonderful. Please model that person before them. And you will see. They will try. But at least you have given them what good looks like. May God grant us grace in the name of Jesus Christ.
Thank you for listening to this week's sermon. Have a blessed week.